welcome to the Hackney Church Podcast. Our vision is to bring hope to the heart of Hackney. To connect in, visit us online at hackney.church or follow us on Instagram at hackney.church. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone. How are we doing? You all right? Good. Hey, it's so nice to see you. My name's Mark. I'm married to an amazing girl called Jenna. We've got two little boys and a little girl on the way. Um, which I'm super pumped about, a whole different set of emotions. Um, but um, yeah, so excited about that. Hey, um, yesterday, on the 12th of October 2019, a man named Eliud Kipchoge became the first man in history to run a marathon distance in under two hours flat. Did anyone see that? Man, it was unbelievable to watch. If you didn't see it, it was, a, it was redefining what was possible for a human being to accomplish. Now, on the front pages of every newspaper, you'll see oh, the other image, this image of just one man, and he rightfully deserves all the applause in the moment. But, to the, but today, what I want to do is help us look a little bit behind the scenes at all those that helped him run the race in the way that he did to achieve the goal. And so today, I want to look at this other image of his team, of the people that belong to him, his crew of belonging. Jay had 42 pacemakers on the day, coaches, medics, physios, scientists, marshals, and countless more team. You know, every single one of these individuals was willing to sweat for Elliot, to hurt for him, and to train for his victory. How cool is that? These guys would break themselves for another person's victory. And part of what makes this story so good to me is all the people that helped him get there. It's the people that he belonged to. And today, I want to talk to you about how amazing it is to belong to a group of people, to belong to a community. And I want to talk to you about the breakthrough that is on offer and that happens when we go together, not alone when we truly belong. You see, I'm so passionate about this, I even have the t-shirt, that we are better together than we are alone. Come on, no one else dresses for their message. Come on, this is as good as it's gonna get for me. We are better together than we are alone. God is passionate about our belonging. And so today, we're gonna celebrate those around us that help us run our race better, that help us get further than we'd ever get alone. They help us set a better pace for our life than we set for ourselves. And this uh, talk really sits within a a series that we're doing, a little campaign called I'm In, where we're just bravely believing that God is gonna do something extraordinary. If everyone in this community finds a way to serve, if everyone gives, if everyone commits to pray, and if everyone belongs, And so to do that, we're going to look at a little passage in Mark chapter 2. And so if you've got a Bible, grab it out. Um, If not, the words as ever will be on the screen. And um, we'll have a little look at this. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And it says this. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. 
Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then they lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, can you say their faith? Come on. He said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? To say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. So he got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. What a great account of the kind of person Jesus is. Hey, let's pray together before we jump in. Father, we want to thank you that your desire is us, is for us to belong. Thank you that your word is like a light to our path. And we pray right now, Holy Spirit, speak to us, each one. Move by the power of your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so breakthrough happens when we get together. I want to show you this map. This map represents my life in many ways. Maybe it could represent yours too. This map represents my everyday, all the messy bits and the good bits too. And I know you won't be able to see this, but I'm going to lay it down. This map represents the pain and the suffering, the stuff that I've walked through. Maybe it represents the struggle that you're going through right now financially or to do with a relationship or doubts in your own mind. And there can be times in our life where if we're really honest, we can find ourselves paralyzed in our situation, unable to move forward. We get to a point where we just can't go any further alone. We've made it to where we're going to make it to, and we don't know how to move on. And this is what's so amazing about belonging. Because belonging means that when I can't find a way to move forward, There are people in my life who are going to gather around, pick up my mat and carry me to where I need to go. They're going to pick up my life and all the mess that's on it. And they're going to move me to the one place I need to be. And that's face to face with Jesus, right? This is the power of belonging. See, but belonging is also powerful because it surrounds you with faith. And faith is what carries you forward. Belonging surrounds you with faith. I love that we are a community that does whatever it takes to get those that need it into the room of Jesus. I absolutely love that about all of you guys. It says in verse 12 in the passage that everyone who saw what Jesus did, they were just amazed. You see, because Jesus is amazing. Did you know that? 
He's amazing. He can head home and he attracts such large crowds that you can't fit them in a house, that you can't get into that house. He is just amazing. He's attractive. He's awe-inspiring. He's the best moral teacher there ever was. But he was also the saviour. This is who Jesus is. But you're the kind of community that recognise that and got it in their hearts. I'm not being metaphorical here. Did you know that last Sunday in this very same space, over the course of the day, dozens and dozens and dozens, and I'm not exaggerating, of people gave their lives to Jesus. Because people like you gave the invitation, carried people where they couldn't go along, alone, and they brought them into this environment to come face to face with Jesus. And when they saw him, they were amazed. They were amazed at Jesus. They were amazed at what he looked like. And all we had to do was offer them the invitation. Would you like to belong here? And hand after hand, life after life of people saying, yeah, I've been longing to belong into this story. Someone that takes my life as it is and says it's worth dying for, yeah, I want in. This is what belonging does. This is what happens when we get together. We leave this place and people say, I've never seen anything like that. How good is it to be a church where you leave this space and you think, man, God did such amazing things. I can't wait to tell my friends. I can't wait to see if they want to explore it too because my Jesus, he is amazing. A few months ago, during one of our connect group times, we, were, um, we stood to pray kind of at the end of our session. And one of the, one of the people in our group, um, they had a recurring foot injury that had been hanging around for years. And they were just struggling to stand. They, they just, their foot really, really hurt. And so we, as the people that they belonged to, we, we went to work. We offered them prayer. We we're like, hey, could we, could we get around your foot if you're new here? We don't, it's not always about feet. But this is kind of what the church does. We, we pray for people and that sort of thing. But, um, so we get around this foot and we just begin to ask Jesus that he would come and draw close, come face to face. Because when we get face to face with Jesus, transformation happens. Now, this doesn't happen every time we pray, but in that moment, the foot got healed. Isn't that amazing? And so we're in this moment of prayer in our living room and this foot gets totally healed. Now, what you've got to understand is that sometimes we can live in a situation in our life where we've given up praying for ourselves, believing that it's ever going to change. And it takes a people of belonging to see transformation come in your story. There's power in belonging. But it gets even better than that. Do you know why? Because you are a community that don't just settle for that. You are what I describe as next level community. Your next level people. Let me explain. Verse four in the passage says this. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat that the man was lying on. That's the sort of community you want to belong to, right? From ground floor kind of faith to first floor kind of faith. These guys saw an issue They saw a stumbling block. They saw someone who was in a situation where they needed to be carried face to face with Jesus and they couldn't get in. But they're the kind of people that had it in their heart to say, no, you need to belong. I don't care if it looks like there's no way in. I'm going to get creative. We're going up a level. So what do they do? They go up and they start digging. I love the idea. 
This is what it looks like to belong. That's faith. Faith gets embodied in people just like you. This is what faith looks like. You're the kind of people that understand that you've got to do whatever it takes to get people in the room with the one that can change their life. Do you know that this morning there's people, there's people that arrive here week in, week out at about 7 a.m. every Sunday to make this space as beautiful as it can be. To make sure that the rooms are tidy and clean and organized. To make sure that the kids feel valued when they come to church. To make sure that the toilets are as clean as they can be. To make sure that kind of old, cold, dark rooms feel as atmospheric and welcoming as they can be. There are people in this church that have got it in their heart that they will do whatever it takes. No job is too little or too insignificant because they know in their heart that what they're doing is they're making a space in which people can come face to face with Jesus. They're in creating an environment. They're digging through ceilings. They're creating you know, holes through roofs so that you can get face to face with the one that can change your life. This is what we get in our heart when we truly belong. And so Jesus has just witnessed this crazy moment. I mean, he's just noticed, you know, like a little bit of rubble at first and some twigs and some mud and some clay tiles. I mean, it's all coming in. You can imagine him staying there, be like, what is going on? And then this sort of big mass of a butt, just, you know, like just being lowered down in front of him. I always wonder when I read this story, like how far can an arm go before they just got to let go? You know what I mean? That, like, like, oh, oh, it just feels like it's really going to hurt. This crazy spectacle of this man that just is plumped, plumped, that's not a word, lands in front of, <laughs> lands in front of Jesus. If you want polish, you've got to come in the morning. <laughs> now he lands in front of Jesus. And in this moment, what's crazy, you've got to notice what Jesus does. He doesn't first address the man that's just landed in his lap. No, first he addresses the faith in the roof. He addresses the faith of the friends. You know the one, the cheap seats, the guys with their arms reaching through. See, in this story, Jesus rightfully deserves all the praise because he's the one that transforms lives. But Jesus himself even takes a moment to point to the faith of the friends. He looks up to the ceiling and he says this in verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith. You see, this man's transformation has got tied up with the faithfulness of the people that he belongs to. Isn't that amazing? That without these friends, this man stood on his mat outside the room. See, Jesus is the one that transforms lives. But it's the faithful friends that pick up the mat and say, you're coming with me. Verse five continues, when Jesus saw their faith, he then said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. Now this feels like a strange approach to me because not only has Jesus not addressed the man that's just fallen from the ceiling, he first addresses the friends, but then when he does address the man, he addresses the fact that his sins are forgiven. That seems strange to me given the physical state of his body that we know about. Doesn't that seem like a strange approach to you? But what Jesus is trying to do is let us know that he has come to heal every single part of us, not just the bits that we can see. You see, in the culture of this day, 
Uh, people would often think that your outward situation was linked to your inward situation. So if you had a physical condition of some kind, you were probably cursed by God. So this man not only is labelled a sinner, but he is isolated outside of the city. There are strict times at which he can interact with the people inside of the city. The rest of the time he is outside the room, both emotionally and physically. So what Jesus does first, he looks at the man in the eyes and he says, your sins are forgiven. Any curse that anyone ever put over you, it's gone. I love that. He goes after the broken heart. He goes after the broken relationships. See, Jesus has come to heal every part of us. He comes and he died upon a cross to reconcile us to God and to one another. Jesus, in this moment, when he forgives the sins, he says, hey, I've come and paid the price because you're back in. You belong here. And the body's going to follow. But I'm going to start with the heart. Because here's the thing, your body might get well, but you can still be lost, right? The challenge for us is there's lots of able people in the city, but lots of broken hearts and lost souls. And Jesus is passionate about all of them. You see, the church is the home for people to belong. The church is home for the people of Jesus. And it's the place where broken stories like mine get retold because of the grace of God. The church is a place where stories like yours can get retold and wrapped up and sold again as transformation because that's what Jesus does. He's going to risk his reputation every time on you because he's passionate about you. He'll take all the accusations that he has to take, so much accusation, in fact, that it leads to his own crucifixion because he deeply cares about you. Do you know that? He's so passionate about you. He loves you that much. He'll do this every time because he wants you to belong. And we've got to know that interdependence is such a strength. It's not a weakness. We work in a crowded city, but we're more isolated than we've ever been. Interdependence isn't weakness, it's strength. We are wired and made to depend on one, on one another. In Genesis chapter 2, the first problem that God has to face in creation Genesis 2 verse 18 says, it's not good for an individual to be alone. He looks at Adam and he goes, it's not good for a man to be alone. There are times in my life where I think, God, it's me and you against the world. And God says, no, because <laughs> he knows that I'm made to belong. He knows that I'm made to depend on people, to believe in community, to throw myself into the arms of others to, who will partner with me and carry me where I cannot go alone because I'm going to go further with them than I could ever do without. And so if you haven't yet, could you get some faith-filled friends around you, some faith-filled people around you because there's power in belonging. See, you can't know everyone's name, but you can know someone's. And as you take a little look around right now, because actually the people in these rows, what makes belonging is connect groups. As we get bigger, we've got to find ways to be smaller too. And as we say, you know, we're not a church with small groups. It's not a function. We are a church of small groups. We are a church of small places of belonging where crews walk together, where people who are struggling in their situation, people get around them and they pick them up. They say, I'm your faithful friend and I'm going to carry you to where you need to go. I'm going to carry you to be face-to-face -face with Jesus day after day, week after week, month after month, because you're going to go further with us than without. 
So when you've not got faith, get faith-filled friends. When you don't feel like you've got a place to belong, throw yourself into church. When you don't know where to go or how you're going to get there, you've got a number to call and a people to pray. This is why we belong. There's power in belonging. Recently, um, at our Connect group, another member of our Connect group rocked up and uh, she said, you'll never guess what happened. And we'd just been at this event and um, she'd gone home and she'd found her mum on the sofa, totally conked out, unable to move, do anything, very, very unwell. And we'd been talking as a group about how we can take the Holy Spirit with us where we go. And we'd been kind of geeing each other up, getting each other, come on, you can do it. And she goes home and she sees her mum and she thinks, no, I'm, I'm going to sit you up and I'm going to begin to pray. And so she lays her hand on her mum and she begins to pray that God will come face to face and begin to heal. You know what happened? Within 20 minutes, it was amazing, she texts us, within 20 minutes, her mum was so well, she described herself as fully well, that she um, insisted on cooking her daughter dinner. <laughs> I love that. She's like, I feel so good, let me cook you dinner. It's not how prayer always works. You don't get food <laughs> off the back of it. But this is what Jesus does. Isn't that amazing? That Jesus heals hearts. Now, this is the thing. There's power in belonging. Because she finds courage where she wouldn't find courage alone. She has a community of people who says, hey, could you take this with you? Could you take this out there? Could you take this home? She goes, yeah, maybe I could. And she did. And look what Jesus did in the context of her own home for her mum. We go further together. And then lastly, we see that Jesus says to this man who he's come face to face with in verse 11, he says, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. So he got up, he took his mat and he walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. You see, Jesus today is saying, pick up your mat and walk. And if you'll follow the analogy with me, this is what Jesus says to us, pick up your mat and get walking. The problem is for many of us is that if we're honest, our, our mat is our story and our story represents quite a lot of our past that we don't want people to always see. And it represents quite a lot of our story that we don't want people to know about. And actually, so many people in the church actually decide, I'd rather leave my story here, thanks very much. But Jesus says, no, I want you to pick up your mat and to walk with it. I want you to walk into your workplace with it. Because this mat is your story. It's your testimony, the transformation that's at hand in your life. So tomorrow, you can walk into your university lecture hall, or you can walk into work, and be like, wow, what's that? And like, oh, can I show you? Yeah, it, yeah, it was messy. <laughs> Look what I used to deal with. Man, that, yeah, yeah, re- that, that addiction used to really hold me. I was paralyzed. But you know, I've got a people around me that got me face to face with Jesus and look what he did in my life. If you're here last week, you'll have heard the story of a 20 plus year drug dealer on the streets of London now trained to be a vicar. <laughs> This is the kind of transformation that God is doing in people's lives that ask him. So pick up your map. Can I encourage you? Take your story and get out there. Start sharing it. 
Do you know why? Because your story becomes the invitation for someone else to belong. Your story becomes the mat that you can lay out for others and say, hey, do you want to get on here? Let me carry you to the one that's going to change your life. Do you want to come and sit on this mat? Because I've got some friends that want to get around you, learn your story and take you to the place you need to go. God is so passionate about you. He's also deeply passionate about the 900,000 people that live in East London. And his heart breaks for them, you know. God is longing for a church that will know in their heart what it is to belong. And they'll do whatever it takes to get people in through the roof and out through the door. Because there are people in East London that I'm longing to see. I'm sold out for this cause. I want to see every single one of those people carried by their friends to come face to face with Jesus because he's the one that transforms their life. But you need to take your story with you where you go. We need to get creative about how we're going to get people into these sorts of environments. We're going to have to think more passionately about our friends. And it all happens because there's power in belonging. That's where you get the courage to do it. So can I tell you, if anyone's ever said to you that you don't belong, can you tell them straight back, I don't believe it? Do you know why? Because there's a group of people here that tell you you belong. You belong. Jesus paid the price for you because he deeply loves you. Do you know that? You belong. You were named by him, loved by him, bought with a price, precious in his sight. You belong. And so if you find yourself far away from Jesus, know that right now in this moment, he's inviting you to come face to face with him. There's the hole in the roof. There's people with long arms. You'll be fine. Can you come face to face with him? Could you come and belong here? And could you pick up your mat and start walking today? Could you take your story into your workplace or university or your school and show them what Jesus can truly do? Amen? Hey, would you stand with me? We're going to respond together. Thanks for listening to the Hackney Church Podcast. Don't forget to connect in online at hackney.church and we'll see you soon. God bless.